Good morning and welcome to Box of Cameras. This is Box, aka Matt. I want to say welcome, thank you, and thank you. Uh, welcome to everyone tuning in today. I want to say thank you for everybody that's tuned in in the past. Truthfully, there were more people listening than I ever imagined, which is about two. Anyways, uh, thanks again for everybody for tuning in. I hope that you enjoy uh, listening to my dulcet tones. Uh, truth of the matter is, one of my things I wanted to do this year was to be a little bit more interactive in the film community. Uh, instead of liking things, I'm going to talk to people about it. So that's the purpose of this podcast. Also, I heard uh, uh, Mike Gutterman over at uh, Negative Positives, and I'm thinking, well, gosh, if this guy can do it, I can do it too. Uh, okay, okay. I know that sounds incredibly... <laughs> Downputting, and that's really not what I meant by that at all. Uh, you know, Mike is obviously an enthusiast. Uh, he and I share the same vibe, the way the way I get it uh, with the email conversations I've had with him and listening to his different things. Uh, we kind of have the uh, coming from I think the same point of view. We're we're working guys who uh, who um, you know have other things, a lot of other things happening in our lives, but really enjoy photography. Uh, especially film photography and whatnot. And that's when I say, you know, hey, here's a guy that shares the same interest as me, uh, same per same perspective on a lot of things. Boy, if that guy can do a podcast, I can do a podcast too. Why not? Anyways, um, that's where we're at. Here it is, uh, April 8th. It's about 25 degrees outside. It's supposedly springtime. It's supposed to start snowing here in about the next 15 to 20 minutes. I think I saw a few flakes out there when I had the dog out. Um, the grass is brown. There are no buds on the trees. It's miserably long winter and I'm dying here just wanting to get outside and uh, wear shorts for once. That alone would be nice. Kind of unusual but not not completely out of the realm of possibility here in central Iowa. Uh, that's one thing we love to do is complain about the weather. So there's my uh, Iowa stubborn coming through there. Anyways, we're going to have a, a little conversation about a, a camera that I thoroughly enjoy, and uh, that's coming in the next segment. Okay, let's uh, reach into the box of cameras here and see what we get. Oh man, one of my absolute favorites, the Pentax P3 also known as the P30 or the P3N or the P32. They've got a lot of different things uh, to identify these cameras as. And you know, I think it's kind of a uh, underappreciated camera. It does have a fatal flaw for me. I don't know if fatal is the proper word, but it's one that makes it at times very difficult for me to use. But the results I get with it are just fantastic. Um, Pentax P3. I think that's in the U.S. Everywhere else it's called the P30. Uh, first released by Pentax in 1985. It's an SLR that uses their KA mount lenses, which is essentially the same as the regular K mount. It just has a little bit extra function made to be able to use with a camera like this. Um, has a manual film, advanced, you know, no automatic or anything like that. I think you might be able to get a uh, advanced to mount to it. Uh, no, you can't now that I look at it. No, a manual uh, film advance, uh, one to one thousandth in terms of its shutter speed. It's all electronic. Um, 
You can use it as aperture priority, manual, um, or fully programmed mode. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, auto exposure um, and really has um, just great exposure. I mean, boy, if you set this thing, you, you use the right kind of film. By that, I mean film that's got DX coating, and we'll talk about that. Um, you set it with, a, you know, put the film in, load it up, and set it to program, and you will have perfectly exposed photographs. I mean, it's, it's uncanny uh, how well, <clears throat> how properly exposed these are. And to me, that is the absolute strong suit of this camera, is if you let the camera set the exposure, you will get properly exposed photographs. Now, if you want to go full manual, you can certainly do that. In that case, it's it's easy to do. You'll be you'll be using um, setting the aperture or the film speed. You won't be able to set the ISO. As I said before, to me, this is almost a fatal flaw. But that has more to do with how I shoot and the type of film I use. It's primarily um, expired film, and I tend to roll my own film. Um, I buy maybe ten maybe 15 rolls of film a year. Um, I have a couple thousand feet of film in my freezer. I could shoot a roll of film every week for 10 years and not run out. So that I'll tell you how much film I've got. And most of it I roll myself uh, using hand rollers and, and reusing film cassettes. Since this camera doesn't allow you to set the own ISO, it's always going to read the DX that's listed on the film canister. Um, if it doesn't read a, a DX code, it will set automatically to 100 ISO. So again, if you're, if you're aware of this, you can do a couple different things. When you're rolling film, you can sort of uh, determine what you want the film's DX coding to be just by using a cassette that, that matches up with what you want. I've got some old uh, cinema film that I like to shoot at 200 ISO. It expired a long time ago. It was 500 ISO when it, when it was new. But I like to shoot it at 200, so I dig out some film cassettes that have a DX coating of 200, and then I can throw it in this camera anytime I want. Um, I can also throw it into any other camera that uses the DX coating on the film. But I also have a lot of canisters that don't have any coating on them, and when I throw them in, it's just going to default to 100 for this particular camera. So... Bottom line is it means I don't always get to use the, the exact film I want to use. Sometimes I hesitate to use some of my, uh, my films that um, need a, a low ISO. I've got a lot of uh, old expired black and white film that I like to shoot at 6 and 12, and obviously I can't do that in this particular camera. So it really is best with uh, purchased film, uh, fresher or new film. Um, that's, that's really where this camera's strong point is. Again, though, if you, if you just drop the, the film in there and let the camera set everything else, you're going to get perfectly exposed photos. And that, I think, almost outweighs dealing with the, uh, the X-coding issue. Um, another thing about this camera that maybe some people wouldn't like is the fact that it's, uh, it's very new and plasticky. I know some people, that's not their thing. But for me, I don't really care. I have one in my hand. This is a P30T. Now, let me sort of uh, back up a little bit here. I swear to God, 
I bought two of these, put them in a box, and came back a month later and I had five. I don't know how I wound up with five of these cameras. Obviously, I purchased them all. I know the first one I bought, I really enjoyed the heck out of it. And I thought, well, you know what? I can make this work for me. So I did. And then I just, I would find them all the time. The thing is, is these, these cameras are dirt cheap. Um, completed listings on, um, on eBay range anywhere from $11 being sold to maybe 50, depending upon lenses and whatnot. I think the average I'm seeing in here is that most of them get sold for around $20. Again, that's eBay. You're paying a premium price on eBay. So, you know, if you look around, you can probably find one of these easily for $20, $25. Um, that alone makes them a great deal. The other thing is Pentax lenses, the SMC lenses. If you use those, you've got a great lens. If you already have some, like me, I've got dozens of Pentax lenses. Even though I'm a Minolta guy, people would say, um, I've got dozens of these Pentax lenses and they're all really good. And the other thing is there are tons of uh, different branded lenses that go on this Pentax uh, PK or this KA mount. And, you know, I, I have no shortage of lenses that I can use on these cameras. Now then, again, very plasticky, although the first generations really were uh, more steel or more metal, more brass. If I look here, I can see one that some of it is, uh, is starting to wear off. But this is really a brass with a, bla with a plastic coating on the outside. So the back has this thing that looks like a leatherette. I'm sure it's just plastic, but the door itself is actually steel. I guess I should say, again, brass. Kind of in that transition. This one here, this is a Pentax P3N, probably made uh, late 80s, early 90s. The, the run of these cameras went from about 1985 to, say, 1997. So that's a pretty solid number of years. And that's why you can generally find these things for pretty cheap. The other thing is, you know, they're all plasticky and they're not autofocus and they don't have film advance. So a lot of people of the day, you know, didn't really want them. This was really the next stage from the Pentax uh, ME, MX, um, Supers, things like that. Um, again, though, this camera is really something that a lot of people just don't seem to uh, understand just how good they are. Very lightweight. Well, you know, when you have a plastic camera, they don't weigh very much. You can carry this thing around all day long, all day long, and then the next day and never really notice it. Um, the other thing that I really like about these is just uh, the ease of use. You look through the viewfinder, you have LEDs on the inside, primarily on the left side. It's going to show you uh, your controls. So it's easy just to look in there, decide whether your aperture is giving you the... Um, the speed that you want, and away you go. The other thing that is really nice is the easy load. You don't have to thread the film leader onto anything. You roll it up to the red line, and you, you close the door, and you, you start shooting and advancing it. It's not auto-advance. It just picks up automatically. Very simple, very, very easy. Again, I cannot recommend a Pentax P3, P30, P30N, P32T, T, P30T. I cannot recommend these these high enough. You, again, you should be able to find one for next to nothing. If you're just getting started out, 
you cannot go wrong, especially getting into the Pentax system. Uh, anyways, that's what I've got for today. Thanks everybody for listening, liking, and all the, the hands up and whatever we call those things. I just want to say everybody have yourselves a great day, a great weekend. Hope for some warm weather for me. Get out there, shoot some film. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, I guess I'll add one last segment here. I thought I said goodbye on that last one, but I guess I, I shouldn't have. You know, one thing I wanted to address also with the Pentax P30 is, you know, when you set it to automatic or program mode, essentially it's a point-and-shoot camera. And I know a lot of people, you know, poo-poo and put down all the uh, automatic this, that, and everything on, on certain cameras. You know, apparently if you're not manually focusing and if you're not manually determining your exposure, you are somehow a lesser human being. Uh, to those people, I tell them to, uh, you know, stick their pompacity where the sun don't shine and let's go out and take some photographs, okay? Um, yes, you can certainly make this into what is essentially a point-and-shoot camera, but the fact that you can also do full manual everything should should allow for you to uh, be able to use this camera in any manner that you wish. Again, the P30, P3, P30T, P3N, all different kinds of um, lens combinations you can put on here. Very lightweight and yet durable. Um, great cameras. Again, the, the, the downside is having to use the DX coded or the default to 100. Um, I, I tend to get around that by the way I roll film, but also I'm just prepared knowing that uh, there are times when I'm just not going to shoot a certain film stock through there. Um, if you have any questions, you know, reach out to me. Uh, my personal email, uh, Matt Melcher, M-A-T-T-M-E-L-C-H-E-R at msn.com. That'll get you through to me. Um, I'd be happy to discuss and uh, uh, answer any questions that you may have. Again, have yourselves a great day, a great week, a great life. Get out there, shoot some, some photos, and uh, let's share it. Thanks.